Project Kayfabe. Yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Project Kayfabe, a wrestling and pop culture podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe, and thank you for tuning in to this episode today on Thursday, February 18th. Uh, typically, our episodes do come out on a Wednesday, but the schedules didn't really work out as well as they normally do. Like last week, it didn't happen this week, but hopefully next week we will. We'll be coming back with your regular episodes on Wednesdays. Um, but on this week's episode, Quade and I were talking about NXT Vengeance Day. Shitty fucking name. Um, we're also talking about all the wrestling news that's happened over the last week. Uh, the major ones, of course. Um, unfortunately, we also weren't able to talk about last night's episode of AEW. Quade and I had to record early. Our schedule still didn't work out that we could do it uh, at the time after AEW like we did last week. But it worked out that we could do the episode before AEW. So, here's the episode. We really hope you enjoy it. Um, if you're a new listener, thank you for tuning in. And hopefully this is a good episode for you guys. I enjoyed it, as always. Um, and if you're new and you just stumbled upon this... Check us out on Twitter, check us out on Instagram, and even TikTok. That is at Project underscore Kayfabe. Content is coming out. Hope you really enjoy it. Now, with all of that being said, let's get into the episode. Okay, everybody, we got Quade here, of course, and always I ask him, how you doing, Quade? doing good this is a this is a great this is a great uh what is it wednesday this is a good wednesday so far wait is it wednesday it is yeah today's wednesday we got we <laughs> got right. some aw tonight we got some uh nxt later as well but i probably won't be watching most of that <laughs> i don't think i'm gonna watch it either <laughs> but i do want to see pmp match i might just watch that and that's it yeah the proud and powerful match for sure on the uh aw side of things is gonna be interesting uh, hopefully they want, they ended up walking out with the titles. I don't know. We'll talk about that. Um, but let's talk about some news and just stuff that's happened over the past couple of days since we last recorded. Uh, CM Punk said his AEW dream list, if he was going to have a dream list of people. You, you good over there? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that sounds coming from. I don't know how that even came out the speaker. <laughs> you got your emails. You got your phone. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, CM Punk says he's interested in fighting Powerhouse Hobbs, Darby Allen, Brian Pillman, Ricky Starks, and Jungle Boy. Honestly, that's a really fucking good list when you think about it. Those are all people he's never had a chance to wrestle. Um, he didn't throw Kenny in there, which, you know, it's very interesting. I feel like they would have a really good, like, match and or storyline. Um, but just in terms of what he gave, I mean, all of those would be really fucking cool. Yeah, that'd be pretty dope. Like that's that's one of the reasons why I would love for like uh, CM Punk to go to the AEW because like there's just a lot of fresh matchups there for him that you know things they ain't never seen before. And like and then man, I wish he, I wish this man will, will just get back into wrestling because like I could see him really working well with like young talent and just pushing them further. Like a Jungle Boy could probably if he's if Punk is still and even Punk is not going to ring still like promos and stuff like that. I think that would just like set. A lot of those young guys off, you know? Yeah, he could really do something cool that would just be, like, really interesting, not only for his career, but just for a lot of young guys' careers to get that rub off of CM Punk. 
But um, who knows? Yeah, CM Punk's still pulling this shit where he's like, hey, I'll never wrestle again. Or he's basically saying, like, the amount of money it would take for him to wrestle again is, like, godly. And no company should put that on them. Which, <laughs> I mean, I guess so. I mean, he, he really, I guess, is still on that part where he just hates wrestling, kind of. But, like, doesn't want to be in wrestling. I don't know where he's standing. But it would be great to fucking see him actually do stuff again. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think even if it's just one match, man, like, you know, people go crazy. I, I'll pay him the money. If I had the money, I'll pay him. No, screw it. Dude, the money alone, if he would get advertised and get put on, like, a top show, the pay-per-view buy rates would be crazy if that even counted. Or, like, yeah, people, like, coming back to watch this would probably be huge, especially, like, the people that know, like, CM Punk left, and it would be crazy to see him come back. Yeah. What headphones are you rocking? These are different headphones every week, I feel. Oh, yeah, these are just uh, my PS5 headset because my uh, my other head my other headset I don't know where it's at. <laughs> so I can't find it. <laughs> the Air Max Pros? No, no, my Sony ones. <laughs> are you giving up on the Air Max already? Oh no, they're dead. The battery life sucks. If I don't charge it, I'm not using it. <laughs> That's Damn. not worth it. But yeah, gotta go follow your tech page so people could know more. A boy in his tech. <laughs> Um, what else I saw? Oh, oh yeah, this happened on Friday Night SmackDown. I wasn't able to watch Friday Night SmackDown. I was coming back from a trip from Boston. Uh, but I did see this news pop up. So Reigns says, nah, I'm not going to defend my title in the chamber. You know, they're going to do that with the WWE World title with Drew McIntyre. But he's like, nah, I'm not about that life. But he does. He did say he will defend his title against a winner of the Elimination Chamber right after the Elimination Chamber. So that's like the next match for the person. So it makes me wonder, like, will it be like on the pay-per-view, like whoever ends up winning the Elimination Chamber, will that be like the first match of the night? And then maybe they give him the whole rest of the night until they set up that match for him uh, to go against Roman? Or will it just be directly after? Which is very interesting to see. Uh, But we know for the SmackDown Chamber... We're getting Kevin Owens, Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, Jey Uso, Sami Zayn, and Baron Corbin. Um, it would be it would be easy just for them to run it back and let Kevin Owens win the Elimination Chamber because they've already had those matches. But then again, how many times can Kevin Owens lose to Roman Reigns? I doubt they'll do the Jey Uso thing unless they like imagine they pull like a fucking finger poke a doom thing <laughs> where he just fucking sits down for him. Cesaro's looking really nice. It looks like he's getting a push, kind of, sort of. So how cool would it be if he actually gets to say, you know, he won the chamber, and mind you, he won't win against Reigns, but it would be cool to at least see that happen. It would be a really good match overall. Uh, Daniel Bryan? I don't think they're going to do Daniel Bryan. (laughs) And I'm kind of nervous to see that he's going to be in the Elimination (laughs) Chamber because, like, that dude fucking hurt his neck. And God forbid they do Baron Corbin, which was also a feud I forgot like a year or so ago um, with Roman and Baron Corbin with the fucking dog food last year. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's one of my favorite stories. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, Elimination Chamber. What do you think? Uh, uh, I don't know. I feel to go with Kevin KO again. I feel like that's like the most... Uh, obvious route they're going to take. He already, it's a safe route. Yeah, it's, it's safe. He stunned him, what, two weeks ago? Um, so you didn't know he's there's still that fear still going on. I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's a safe route. I, I feel like they could get an easy match, an easy quick match out of it instead of making Roman fights like Cesaro. Well, we know he's gonna lose, but it's like, why do why if even if it makes Cesaro's good, why do it to him? You know, <laughs> like he's already on like a pretty good streak. Uh, 
and then he might have a nice feud with Seth. So that should be interesting too. Yeah. It would be interesting to see what they're going to do with Seth too. Cause Seth came back, came out to the burn it down song. Uh, the second coming, I'm pretty sure is what the original name of it is. So it was cool to see him come back and he's still definitely a heel. It looks like he's going to be running the Messiah gimmick just with this song too. And kind of, I don't know, kind of, there's still so much to see. I was actually bored earlier today while I was trying to like clean up around the house and I put on the bump, uh, which (laughs) is like YouTube, the WWE's like YouTube WWE network thing that they got, which is kind of like a, I guess if you want to call your version of first take, you know, Mm. um, it's kind of like WWE's version of first take my best way to describe it the best way it feels. Um, So yeah, they had Seth Rollins on there and he was kind of saying, yeah, you know, we got this song. I don't really know if it fits for this current like iteration of myself. I'm not saying maybe there might be a third song. Don't want to spoil anything. So he might be coming out with new music again. Who knows? And he's kind of saying like, you know, he's the Messiah, but like there's, we still have yet to see more of what Seth Rollins is going to be like. Well, for the time being, he's the Messiah, but also a heel. So let's see if that'll develop in the coming weeks. And, it would be great to see him versus Roman Reigns, honestly. That's the match I would enjoy. I saw the rumors going around today. I was watching also a YouTube video from Cultaholic, and they were saying that, like, Edge, in this one interview he had with some group or podcast or something, he basically said, like, you know, one opponent he really wants to face is Roman Reigns. So people are saying, oh, he already gave it away, kind of. Like, he will face Roman uh, I know you keep calling it spear versus fear spear. I just don't really give a shit to see Edge versus <laughs> Roman. No offense to Edge or Roman, it's just not interesting enough for me. Yeah, yeah. I, this this is one reason why like why Edge won the Rumble because honestly, his most interesting matchup is against Finn Balor. <laughs> if you're being completely honest, like I don't I don't really care for him versus Drew. I don't think it works out any shape or form. Him versus Roman. Uh, don't think the ending could be satisfying at all. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I really don't know what that what's going to happen with there. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll learn more once Elimination Chamber is open. Once, like, Edge finally picks his pr- opponent, then hopefully we'll see what will develop with, you know, everything else. So maybe we might get a new WWE champion after uh, the Elimination Chamber. And who knows, maybe Edge might go that way. He's probably not going to go against Finn Balor, which would have been pretty cool. But maybe they'll do something like something like that another time. Um, Edge was saying, apparently, he would have liked to have gone to NXT originally before his, like, Royal Rumble return uh, mm-hmm. last year. That was He was saying that uh, on, a, on Triple H revealed on the pre-TakeOver media call that before Edge returned at the Royal Rumble last year, he wanted to come to NXT and perform and he had a bunch of people he wanted to work with so he was willing to put him over so maybe he'll end up doing this at some point you know because at after this title reign depending on if he actually gets the title reign i feel like he probably will be fucked up if they have won it and then they don't do it but uh <laughs> who knows what they're gonna do with edge honestly it's up in the air on at this point you know, the, the way I see it, he wants a title that he never lost, right? And the, the closest thing to that looks like the world title is the NXT title, <laughs> quite honestly. So, hey, just, just play it off of that. I don't know. Do something interesting. I, yeah, I don't know. It's better than carrying yep. cross, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, it would be a lot better if, like, you know, if he did happen to go against Roman Reigns, 
You know, he scratches out the Universal title if he beats him and brings back the big gold belt because that one's really cool. And everyone wants that fucking belt back, or at least that seems like the overwhelming consensus on, like, fucking wrestling Twitter. (laughs) But, okay, uh, other news. Uh, This is kind of AEW-related. So Sammy Guevara apparently is in trouble with, like, Tony Khan. This is a rumor, but then again, uh, yesterday, I believe it was, Sammy Guevara kind of made fun of it on Twitter. So people were saying that he's getting heat, you know, with this storyline going on that we'll see more coming out tonight on uh, AEW. He quits the inner circle. He's not happy with with what's going on there. He hates MJF. He's just upset. And then he said, you know, I'm going to take a break from this place. This place meaning like AEW. So it seemed like he was going to go to Impact for a bit, maybe. Who knows? You know, especially because they're having this working relationship with Impact. And then recently, apparently, there he like he showed up for a taping. He was being he was upset. He didn't like what was going on. So then he kind of just like fucking left. And apparently, Tony Khan was got upset by this. Uh, that's the rumor that's gone out. But then yesterday, Sammy Guevara was on Twitter and he was like rolling around in the fucking snow. And someone's like, "Yo, Sammy, what are you doing?" He's like, oh, people are saying on the internet that I got a lot of heat, so I'm trying to cool down. <laughs> so it makes me believe that maybe this is just a fucking rumor. Um, but, hey, it would have been cool if this wasn't kind of if it was leaked or whatnot to see Sammy Guevara go to Impact. He probably could have had some cool matches against some people like, you know, the X Division. He would be perfect mm-hmm. for it. So, you know, you put him against like people like TJP, even though TJP is also a heel. So they probably actually pair them together, to be honest. They kind of look like versions of each other on just different <laughs> brands if you think about it but uh he could have some cool matches in impact if this ends up uh happening but yeah <laughs> that'd be interesting that I, I hope i hope he uh i hope he doesn't have heat because i'd be i'll suck for him honestly like if the heat was real because you know there's always the other thing that he's like, immature and the whole thing happened before when he got suspended and that stuff uh and i, I like i like sammy a lot and you know some Maybe I don't. Know, this is like a pipe dream, but hey, maybe he doesn't go to Impact. Maybe he goes to like New Japan or something. I don't know. Let the US, the US side in New Japan because I thought they taped some shows there too. That'd be pretty interesting to try to pull that off. Yeah, especially because like the quote unquote forbidden doors are open, so like people want to see more. So you know, we just got uh, Juice Robinson and uh, Finley's kid. I forget his name, but. He ended up, they both showed up on Impact yesterday to have a match, and it seems like they might feud with the Good Brothers, which is great because you know, the Good Brothers were in New Japan. And this is just like opening up a lot of fucking opportunities to see what's going to happen. So, like, yeah, Sammy Guevara wrestling some New Japan matches would be dope, especially like once things get better, if they could ship people all the way down to fucking Japan. I mean, <laughs> it could be really fucking cool. Yeah. Um, what else are news that we got going on? Um, Taya Valkyrie signed with the WWE. That's big. John Morrison's wife, you know, one of the biggest stars that the Impact Women's Division had. She's now with uh, with WWE. It looks like she's going to be signed with NXT. But also, it seems like NXT might be getting a second show. I'm seeing. So it seems like they're going to have their own. Like you know, they bought out Evolve. They bought out Pro- uh, Progress. Um, so apparently there might be like a second NXT show in the works. This is like this graphic I saw and people like put her in there, which, you know, they probably should just throw her on main NXT. Like it would be more inter- in- uh, entertaining and probably John Morrison has enough 
pull to make that happen, I feel. So, yeah. Not only is Ty Valkyrie signed another an Impact star, but also Eli Drake. It was revealed in the pre-show for NXT Vengeance Day. Also, a horrible name. They could have either just went with <laughs> Vengeance, or they could have went with St. Valentine's Day Massacre. But I don't know why they went up, ended up with this shit. But uh, Eli Drake, you know, another Impact star now with uh, WWE, a.k.a. NXT. And he's going to go with L.A. Knight as his name. Kind of stupid. But at the <laughs> same time, it's great to see both of these people get brought up to NXT. Yeah, NXT is like on like a, uh, a signing spree lately because they signed them too. They signed those like some other indie guys that I have no clue who they are, but they got signed. Yep, uh, they got uh, Christian Blake is one yeah. of them. He was fight, fighting on Impact for a bit. Mm. Uh, they got Alex Zane, another guy who was fighting around in um, GCW and New Japan. Uh, they they have been going pretty crazy with their signings. And that's interesting to see because like, just a year ago, like literally almost a year ago, they was firing people and like in cleaning house. So uh, this is interesting. I guess this is going to be for this new NXT show. And honestly, if, if this new NXT show is like NXT pre-TV, I think it'll be pretty dope. I think it'll be pretty fun because that's when NXT was like really, really good, you know, when like before they went they moved to the USA. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that uh, to see how that's going to be. Um but yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel like uh, Tyre Valkyrie should definitely not be in that NXT NXT show. She should be definitely be in the main the, not main roster, but she could be in the main roster, but she should at least be on NXT first. Yeah, she could definitely do a lot. Like you know, she she had a good gimmick going on. Well, I wouldn't say good gimmick, but more like she was just entertaining to watch, and she was like a diva and all this stuff of how she worked, and she could wrestle. Like she, I remember she had a hardcore match against uh, Tessa Blanchard. I'm pretty sure that's on like YouTube for free that people can watch. So she could go. So that's pretty cool. And just in general, I mean, yeah, that's that's a good point you bring up. WWE fired so many fucking people, yet they're signing a bunch again, which is pretty good. But at the same time, it just makes me think WWE has so many people signed to them. Like <laughs> this is and they keep opening up new shows. Like they have NXT UK that I feel like they're wasting money to have but maybe people are watching it. I don't know the fucking numbers. They might eventually open up NXT Asia or, yeah. you know, whatever it is, or NXT India, whatever they were working on. And now they might have the second show in the work. They're just, uh, they're going to have a progress show actually this Saturday, I'm pretty sure. I saw it get advertised. They're going to bring back a progress. So they have a lot of people signed. Use the network or for what it will be, Peacock, and just you know put their stuff out there so at least people could see it. It'll be pretty cool. But uh, yeah, WWE monopolizing and just taking over the wrestling world already more than they already have, you know, by just taking every inch of the wrestling scene as as they can. And I don't know, I don't know how I feel, but it's interesting nonetheless. I guess they want to be the 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 NFL of football of wrestling. Yeah, I don't know. That, that's just a bad idea. <laughs> I like how they like, you know, they're the WWE, but the, somehow they made their own indie companies and they're fucking making like the indie scene themselves. And just it's weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, other news. Let's see. I'm just scrolling through this one Instagram page to try and get some of my news from it. Um, check out at Wrestling Republic. Really good one. Uh, good graphics, too. Apparently, this was kind of mentioned a couple of months ago. But now it's getting brought up again. So apparently Dave Meltzer on the Wrestling Observer Radio is reporting that 
Vince McMahon sees nothing in Andrade and Aleister Black, which kind of makes sense when we haven't seen both of them on television for quite some time. When it comes to Andrade, we see his girlfriend Charlotte already back on TV, and you would think by association he would really rub Andrade because Charlotte, you know, fucking Charlotte is the top of the women's division, basically, not even having the title like Asuka does, but she's still on top, kind of. You would think he would try and put in a thing for her to get her boyfriend on the TV more often, but nothing's (laughs) coming out of there. Andrade, you know, no luck for him, and hey, his girlfriend is Selena Vega, and look at where she's at, so (laughs) apparently she's teasing she might be on, she might get signed with AEW, so. Okay bad but yeah i feel bad for andrade uh i thought he was just injured i didn't know he was like just not being used anymore that's that, that sucks like, i feel like I, I i hate pairing real couples together in like on wrestling but i think at this point pairing andrade with charlotte and some four might just be what he needs um right now it's a shame because like this guy has all the tools to be like the next like the next big Latino star that they've been looking for, and they don't have no one to replace like Ray once Ray retires. I mean, Dominic's not gonna. Dominic, I don't think he even counts. <laughs> I mean, completely honest with you. They need to send that fucker to NXT. <laughs> really send do. him into the NXT, the sequel NXT show. You know, their second off show. But yeah. I guess Vince can only have one important Latino star in there, his lone Latin star, because you know. Ray's kind of not that important to him anymore, but it looks like the higher ups are really liking Damian Priest. That's the word that's going around. Yeah, I forgot about him. He is, he is, he is Latino. Okay, yeah, I guess, I guess How they do you got forget the guy. about him. He's on Monday Night Raw every Monday so far since the Rumble. <laughs> I don't like. I guess because this is gonna sound really, really bad. I don't, I don't not mean this way, but I guess because he speaks fluent English, English, I kind of forgot that he was Latino because. I think that's what's also putting holding Andrade <laughs> back is the is the is the barrier language, and that honestly just I don't know is that prejudice? Is that he, it sucks. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know. I like how you're talking shit about his English, but you said barrier language instead of language barrier. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to admit I have a speech impediment, and, and I'm not. I, I've been saying this for for my whole life. I, grammar is not my thing. Yeah. Hey, we went to public school in New York City. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, grammar's not my thing either. But no, yeah, I mean, Damien Priest, he does have it well for him that he speaks fluent English. And he actually did speak Spanish on this last episode on Raw because he was telling, uh, I think he must have knocked out Akira Tozawa or someone knocked him out because he ended up, Akira Tozawa won the 24-7 title. I didn't see before this clip, I have only saw the clip, but Damien Priest was like in Spanish telling him, hey, just go fucking pin this dude. And Bad Bunny <laughs> pinned him. And now Bad Bunny is the current 24-7 champion. So, I mean, to say the least, I'm very happy because, you know, it's a great thing for Damian Priest to be partnered up with Bad Bunny, both Puerto Rican. Great to see that. And then also this is really great for him because, you know, he's getting TV time. He's getting people are happy with him. He's not putting on bangers like he's done in NXT yet, but um, it's great to see that. So he'll probably be the Latin star that uh, WWE wants since it seems like Andrade, who is honestly very fucking talented, has done great things in Mexico. He was part of New Japan, and he was doing great in there. It's just a shame that, you know, no one's using him. And same thing with Alistair Black. He got drafted to fucking SmackDown (laughs) for what? (laughs) They they, they drafted him just to put him with Kevin Owens just to kill the feud within, like, days. And so it's just all worthless. 
they were just it's it's just a fucking sad thing to see when there's so many great fucking wrestlers they get signed to wwe they go to nxt and they have such a great fucking career and then boom they come onto the main roster and don't really get fucking used you know a very small amount have been able to say they could they've done that you know you got seth rollins you got Kevin Owens, you, you do still have a good handful, but that's the problem again with WWE. They monopolize the wrestling world and they want to sign everyone under the fucking sun and then they don't get used properly or they get like just forgotten about or they get like, I don't know, I've, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of good people in NXT UK, but I don't give a shit. You know, you had a, what is it, Trent Seven or whatever his name was, Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate. Um, all really cool people that were kind of like also on NXT. They made NXT UK and I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, if I don't know, I would probably want to give a shit cause I've heard good things, but at the same time, no one's watching enough of it to care. <laughs> like wrestling Twitter doesn't give a shit about it. And I don't see it enough on my Twitter to make me want to go care, nope. but uh, I don't fucking know. It's a, it's, it's just a shame. People like Andrade, people like Alistair, People that start with the letter A, you know, they're suffering right now. <laughs> it, it, it was funny. Some of my Discord was like, oh, do people talk about NXT UK here when it comes on? And it was like, no, we didn't talk about when this is a Walter match. Or that's pretty much it. Oh, it's just a takeover. And they, they haven't had a takeover in like, I don't even know. <laughs> they were supposed to have one and then the pandemic hit, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised they didn't just do like an empty arena one at this point because I don't even know. I don't know what's going on over there. I kind of feel bad for the wrestlers down there because like they killed the indie scene in the UK for what? They're not even broadcasting these wrestlers as 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 well they deserve to be. Yeah, and the thing is too, like I know they put it on. I feel like if they just advertise it a little bit more on their main television, maybe I'd go watch it. You know, if they like gave me like. I feel like they kind of do this on YouTube, but if they did this on like main raw, like, you know, give me like a, a like a kind of like an intermission where they're talking about everything else that's happening in the wrestling like world, like in, I guess the WWE wrestling world, maybe I'd be interested, you know, if they could recap some feuds or suck, fucking talk about Walter, Jesus <laughs> right. Christ, like Walter should be, if it wasn't for NXT UK, Walter should be on the main roster. <laughs> like that dude's a fucking beast. He's been champ for like over six, I think, I think they're in over 600, 600 days or like over 500 days at the very least, which is, that's ridiculous. I remember when, uh, you know, it was sad because they had Chris Hero, one of the best. Mm. Cash S. Ono, I remember he got signed with WWE, he was with NXT, then they let him go because he was fat. Then they brought him back and he's still kind of fat for them, <laughs> but he could still wrestle. He was signed under NXT. Then... They brought him into NXT UK, and now he's gone. Now he has a fucking podcast. But, like, <laughs> you know, it's 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 just so interesting the way they have a UK. And they'll probably end up, because that Indian superstar spectacular was kind of like the beginning of something that they're going to do with the India scene. I just heard that now the uh, WWE Network, because it's going to be available in other countries, but the U.S., since they're doing Peacock, you could pay $4 to have the WWE Network for the entire year in India. <laughs> so maybe they'll eventually have NXT India. Maybe they'll put Andrade <laughs> over there. I don't fucking know. They, it's just a shame. They sign all these people and they don't get used. And then they get let go. They give them 90 days and you can't be touched. And, you know, maybe they'll show up somewhere else. I bet if, like, 
It'll be interesting if WWE cleared a lot more people again, you know, because they normally do it anyway. But last year was like a really big one. If they did another really big one, it would be great if they just took away this 90 day can't complete non-compete clause and then, you know, bring life to like impact, you know, bring life to more parts of the indie scene or stuff like that. Give them, I don't know, because maybe these guys are happy because they're getting paid at least, (laughs) but they're not wrestling or being used. So who am I to say? I don't even think like there's gotta be a certain point in time. Like, yeah, you can't pay, but if you're not doing anything, that kind of this kind of sucks. Like, if someone like Bo Dallas, who until today, I saw someone talking about him on Twitter. I forget he's even signed to WWE. He's not even like remotely mentioned. He's not used. They pay Alexa Bliss with Fiend when they could pay his own brother with him in some shape or form. But he, this, is, this is, I don't know. Yeah, this is, I think they just has too much. It all comes back to having too much people and wanting to have too much shows. And then not even using people on those shows. Yeah. They just got a lot of shit going on. Uh, but anywho. Uh, some other stuff before we start talking about NXT Vengeance Day. Um, Lacey Evans is apparently fucking pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and the way they played it off on Raw, because apparently she's real life pregnant. And they found out a little bit before Raw even happened. So then they changed up the storyline. So last week or the week before, Lacey Evans like, yeah, you know, me and Ric Flair, it's nothing sexual. We just, <laughs> you know, good friend. You know, I care about him. He cares about me. Blah, blah, blah. Charlotte, you suck. You're a horrible daughter. And then this week she announces that she's pregnant. And Ric Flair looks so fucking happy. And he's saying, woo, woo. He's like, call my daddy. Call my daddy. I'm like, oh, so, I'm like, is this what we're going to fucking do? Are we going to kind of reverse may young mark henry this type shit oh god so very interested to see the developments of this honestly this storyline has probably been the most interesting one that raw has had because i'm not even because people would say oh alexa bliss and the fiend thing but (laughs) that's just a weird one i'm not even gonna touch that one but uh what's going on here is uh, very interesting to say the least you know to have this all get changed around but hey i don't know I'm 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 actually kind of shocked that. <laughs> first of all, like I'm kind of shocked that they keep her Lacey on TV. First of all, and I wonder if she even wants to be on TV because like someone like Becky Lynch is shipped off, they send off real quick, and say I go home. But oh no, Lacey Evans, yeah, you, you're stuck in the storyline with Charlotte. You're gonna stay here until you know you give birth, and we're gonna play with you. And then I don't know what they're gonna do after that. It's, it's like that, I don't know. This this is just. Uh, it's gonna be a weird storyline. Like, I don't know what they're thinking about this. I don't know where is it gonna go. Is this gonna be like twenty years in the future? We have you have Lacey's child just pretend to be a flare and just pay it off. Like I don't know. Yeah, the payoff is twenty years later. That'd be great. <laughs> I could see WWE easily doing something like that. But this is what we got. So let's see where it goes. Um, I think. Oh, one more thing. So this is something we didn't notice last week, but I saw on Twitter it got mentioned. So we talked about AEW last week. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to talk about it on today's episode uh, because at the time of this recording, AEW hasn't happened yet. But uh, we'll talk about it next week and get back onto a normal schedule. Uh, but that one moment of Hangman and Matt Hardy, I didn't notice because, you know, Hangman, he's playing drunk. He signs the contract. Turns out he switched out the contracts I saw on this one tweet. I saw on this, they had a clip of it, and he pulls out a contract from his uh, from his pocket. 
I did not even notice that. Okay. And <laughs> we over here talking like, oh, no, he signed a contract. It was going to happen. That's funny. I can't find the tweet right now, I'm pretty sure. But, um, yeah, he, pulled, he switched out the contract. So he's tagging with Matt Hardy tonight to go against Hybrid 2, which is Angelico and Jack Evans. Uh, so let's see where this develops. It's great to see that Hangman won't get screwed because, uh, <laughs> you know, Hangman's been kind of already screwed. And now, you know, he's like, seems like he's getting into things. He knows he wants to be by himself, which hopefully just means world title push in the near future. But, yeah, very interested to see that and see what happens on AEW tonight. Also, on Monday, um, I, I kind of, I'm one match left into this, but the Japanese side of the bracket, woman eliminator tournament happened. Did you watch any of it? Uh, no, I forgot. I forgot it came out, but I haven't had the chance to uh, check it out yet. I highly recommend it, especially because I, I, I saw this tweet and I kind of like reiterated it in my own tweet. Thanks, Fire Truck. I hope you go to your job. <laughs> I hope everything's okay, but uh, always gets in the damn way. Anywho, because um, people are, you know, obviously people complain saying like, oh, what are they doing with their women's division, blah, blah, blah. But if people aren't watching the Japanese side of the bracket, then you can't complain about the women's side. Like, you can't complain about the women's division because clearly, mind you, it's not on TV. And, like, it's kind of annoying because these were a lot of really good fucking matches. The first three that I saw, there's one more left. But, um, yeah, I'd say rec- I highly recommend people to watch it. It lets people watch what Joshi Wrestling is like, which is really fucking good. And uh, at least AEW is trying. <laughs> they got Yuka Zaki who was on there, or Yuka Sakasaki. I can't really pronounce her name really well. But she was on there, and she was on AEW for a while. They uh, also had um, uh, Amy Sakura. She was also on AEW for a bit. She went against uh, Yukasaki, or no, she went against Rio at Full Gear last year at Baltimore for the title. So we got some familiar faces for AEW audience already, and pretty interesting matches. I got yeah, I gotta check it out. I saw it. I saw it. I was like, oh wait, this is, oh, man, this is on YouTube because. Uh, I don't know. I just thought about it. Honestly, I think because I was on YouTube and not TV, I just forget. I don't like watching YouTube wrestling. I don't know if I if I know like a fast word to something, I don't enjoy it. That's my problem when it comes to wrestling. Well, I would recommend don't fast forward because I know you're. All, we're both one of the people that were complaining about the division, and if you don't watch it, then shut the fuck up. <laughs> so it's it's pretty good. I would just ignore that you could re- re- uh, fast forward, put your remote aside, and give it a go because it's also an hour. It's it was. Bad. It wasn't like it was because all the ma- the four matches they did each were in, uh, each had a twenty minute time limit, so an hour of your time just to watch it and give a give some props to the women's division, even though none of them are actually really signed to AEW. I'm pretty sure um, it's good enough. All right. Now let's talk about some NXT Valentine's Day episode, aka NXT Takeover Vengeance Day. It was great that they brought back the Vengeance like name, but why the fuck you got to call it Vengeance Day? I know it's happening on Valentine's Day, but just say NXT Vengeance or St. Valentine's Day Massacre, which like mm-hmm. the anniversary of that happened like the other day of like the and that was one of the biggest pay-per-views in a long time back then because that was the first match they had Stone Cold go against Vince McMahon. Yeah. But shitty name for the pay-per-view, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought that could just just women like Ben. I, I I like the use of like old day pay per views, but could at least go like Vengeance and call it a day. You know, 
That was the pay per view, right? Vengeance Day, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. Yeah, you know. But overall, I was pretty impressed by the pay per view. I was like watching it, but also not watching it. But from what I paid attention enough to, it was really good and a really strong takeover. The matches themselves is probably what really sold it all, which is what NXT is all about. Like, uh, storyline wise, I don't really pay attention enough to, but match quality, it's what like a lot of WWE matches should be looking like, or at least like, you know, what you would hope to see. But they really go all in all out on a fucking pay-per-view. Uh, so the first match of the night, we had uh, Dakota Kai and Gonzalez. I don't remember what her first name is, uh, but they won against Chopsy Blackheart and Ember Moon for the finals of the NXT Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Tournament uh, Women's Edition. And uh, that was a pretty good fucking match. You know, I'm happy to say that I didn't want Dakota Kai. I mean, no, I did want Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. That's her name to win but i didn't give i i like shotzi blackheart but i don't care about ember moon which means i didn't care if they won <laughs> <laughs> but i will say they went really hard ember moon stunners are really cool moves so that's the only thing i do like about her and shotzi blackheart has a really cool look and she fucking goes crazy i thought she almost could have died a couple of times in this match but uh she went hard and dakota kai and Ember Moon, I mean, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, they were really fucking good tag team. And, you know, it kind of, like, formed originally because, like, um, Gonzalez is her heavy, you know, that's her that's her main person to, like, you know, protect her. But she did a really good job in this match. This whole time, for some reason, I thought I thought her name was Raquel Diaz. I don't know where that came from or where the, who the heck that's <laughs> is Diaz, but okay. But uh, yeah, I thought this match was good. There's a few spots so I was just like, yikes, because like there's some bad, some bad landings. Um, yeah, especially to the feel, outside. I feel like Shotzi like goes through a lot of bad fucking landings. Yeah. Her and then Ember Moon took a really bad one. They like a head to snap. I don't know. It, it, it was a, it was definitely like a, uh, a hard, hard hitting, fast paced match. It was, it was good. It was a good opener. I, I give them that too. Um, and for the first ever women's Dusty Dusty Classic, uh. That was a good final. I wanted Shotzi to win. I don't care for Ember Moon either, but I really do like Shotzi. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see the payoff for this. You know, hopefully this leads to something good for for uh, Kai and, and Raquel. So hopefully, yeah. I think that they might be ending up facing uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. I think that's what, the, what was said because there is no NXT women's tag team titles. But there is the NXT men's, which is why the winners of that tournament go against them. So I think they're going to go against Shayna Baszler and uh, Nia Jax, which makes sense because they also defend that title on all three brands so far. Um, I saw this rumor, and I don't know how fucking true it is, (laughs) but people were saying that Dakota Kai and Shayna Baszler are like dating each other in real life. Was this some fucking rumor I randomly saw? Someone said, oh, yeah, someone's parents by mistake revealed this. I don't know how fucking true that is. I tried to look it up and I saw people like say like, oh, it's a rumor. It's not true or shit like that. But yeah, apparently that's like a thing or a rumor to say the least. That's, 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 that's interesting. I know they're friends because they're always on the, uh, that, uh, what you call it thing? Up, up, down, down. Yeah, they're always on that together. I mean, I thought Shane Bissett was, was like, I don't know. I thought she was seeing someone else, but that's, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I don't know how much truth there is to this, 
but I saw this was a thing, so I just wanted to mention it because <laughs> I never heard of it until the other day. But interesting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, next match we had Johnny Gargano versus Kushida. Um, great match, really fucking good match. Um, I just feel like besides Velveteen Dream, who has Kushida beat in NXT? <laughs> like. I haven't seen him win any matches besides that match against uh, Velveteen at the last takeover or the takeover before that one. And uh, Johnny Gargano, you know what? I think he's finally kind of like being a good heel. I think from like the videos, like the little clips I've seen, seems like he's falling into this role really well. Um, I think he's probably going to have a storyline or some feud against um, what's his name? Dexter Loomis. Because I saw Dexter Loomis kidnapped uh, Ace Austin for no reason. I don't know why. But uh, I like Dexter Loomis, so that would be a cool feud to have Johnny Gargano against. Um, But overall, that match was really fucking good. And that's the thing about... I I feel like people shit on Johnny Gargano, but but he produces really good matches. I don't know. It's just... uh, That's the thing about NXT. The people that are there, which seems like for life, which I can live with, they just do really good fucking matches. Yeah, yeah, oh, man, I wanted Kushida to win this so bad because I, you know, I feel he doesn't really. I don't know. I just fear that he's gonna leave because <laughs> if they don't like do something with him like sooner or later. Um, so I wanted to really win this big time. It was a good match. Though. It was a really good match from the parts I seen. Um, I think I looked away for for half of it, but it, it, it yeah, it was, it was it was a good match. Um, I'm happy Dragon again won. You know. He he never had a really long reign for any title that he held until now. So, good job for him to finally hold on to a title for for uh, some time. Then again, he did lose it to Leon Ruff. <laughs> I forgot that even happened. But yeah, that's, it's a good match. Yeah, I was impressed. I was impressed definitely, and I and I agree. Like, yeah, it would have been great to see Koshido win because like maybe he will fucking leave. But <laughs> who knows? Maybe he's also very comfortable with what's going on here. But. It would be dope to see Kushida actually do some shit here on NXT because I feel like he's been there for a while, at least. And I don't just... There's not enough that I could say, like, what has Kushida done? The most I could say he's done is I remember last year, the year beforehand in the Dusty Tag Team Tournament, he brought out Alex Shelley. He brought out Alex Shelley for, like, a match. And then after they lost, Alex Shelley had one more match with him, and that was it. (laughs) <laughs> so, you know, it would be pretty fucking nice to see Kushida do some shit. Or if not, I bet New Japan would take him back. They, they probably want him back anyway, so hey. <laughs> if, you, if you're more wanted over there, I might as well go back home. Yeah. So, next match. Hiro Shirai versus Tony Storm versus... um, What's her name again? Martinez. I forget her first name. You know her first name? Mercedes. Mercedes Martinez. Yeah. There you go. Um, unfortunately, this one I didn't get to pay attention enough to. I forgot what was in the middle, what was, like, going on, but there was something that was distracting me from paying attention to this match. The only thing that I could take away from this is, the only, there's two things. Tony Storm going to touch the table, and it fucking combusts. It fucking <laughs> just drops. And then, um, EO just fucking going crazy. I know, like, you're not a real fan of Eero, EO's title reign, but... She puts on some quality spots, I will say. She does. I think what she climbed, she climbed up to something and jumped off of it, right? Yeah, she climbed off the. Uh, I forget what the name of it is. 
But um, the big metal pole thingy, and she jumped real high and gave, uh, I think it was, I don't know if it was exactly a moonsault or just a crossbody on uh, Mercedes Martinez and uh, Tony Storm. But those are the only things I could really take away from that. Besides that, I still wish Tony Storm would have walked out of the uh, with the win. Or even Mercedes Martinez, because they talk about how she's like a 20-year vet, yet she doesn't have the gold to represent this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for being a vet, you know, she would be pretty great to, you know, be on the main roster or at least put on some dope-ass matches, you know, because she can wrestle, she's strong. They originally had her tied up with the uh, Reckoning gimmick, <laughs> but the then they – oh, not Reckoning. What's it called again? What are they called? Retribution. There you yeah. go. Fuck them. But they originally had her tied to that, and then she got uh, brought back to uh, NXT, which I guess is better for her, to be honest, but – uh, it would have been nice to see uh, Mercedes walk away with it. You know, honestly, I like EO. I like her real a lot. I think she could also do really well in the main roster. But I kind of want them to give the gold to somebody else. Yeah, yeah. From the I didn't I didn't watch this match at all. I don't know what I was doing. I did watch some basketball wise during, during this match. Why the fuck are you watching basketball wise? My girlfriend was watching it uh, and it was actually really interesting. It caught me, if it was if it was interesting enough to catch my attention away from this match. Um, okay, that's fine. Hey, I mean, I watched The Bachelor with my girlfriend, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, the consensus to me seemed like no one liked this match. It was really short. Um, I don't know. I don't. I have nothing to say <laughs> besides the fact that I also agree that I think Tony Storm should have won. But besides that, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think this is like one of the weakest women matches that I heard of in a, in a while. The thing is, for a week, like you could call it a weak women's match, but at the same time, it's still like it's it's like uh, with NXT, you know, yeah, they don't really produce weak matches in general. So like a weak women's match for them is like. A good raw women's match, to be honest. That's fairly true. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, 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 like I said, I didn't really watch most of that match. I like told myself I was going to try and rewatch some of these before we talked about it, but just didn't have enough time to. Uh, but you know what? If it was weak, it was weak. EO won. The most important parts of that match is all over Twitter. So there you go. <laughs> and then. The last match of the night, which I really didn't pay enough attention to the build, to be honest. But it's just like, you know, two guys that just want to really wrestle each other is what I got out of it. So we got Pete Dunne versus Finn Balor. That was a really fucking hard-hitting match. And honestly, this has been one of the best things about Finn Balor getting pushed down to NXT. It's not really a down for him, because look at him. He's the NXT champion. He's only... I don't. I don't even remember what. When has he really lost in this whole thing? Oh, the last time he did lose was against Adam Cole, um, when they did Adam Cole versus Finn Balor for the belt. Wait, no. Did he win that? Is that how since no. how he's been the champ? He lost. He lost. I think he's. I think he's undefeated at takeovers. He did lose Adam Cole though. He, he won the. He won the title in the. Uh, they did that that full way Iron Man match, and then they had like the tie. So the tie was against Adam Cole. Yeah, so he won that's so yeah. So yeah, I can't really think of when he's really lost in a while. Maybe he did originally lose to Adam Cole at one point, but either which way, this has been really fucking good to see this whole like you know Finn Balor NXT run 2.0. 
because he's just produced some good shit. And look at the two matches he had against Kyle Riley, which were fucking hard hitting. And then now look at this match against Pete Dunne, another one, which just shows it's just great to have him in NXT, to be honest. Like, we wouldn't get the same quality that we're getting here on the main roster. On you, his main roster run, run wasn't bad. It's just unfortunate that, you know, he wasn't always in the world title picture because he's someone who would fit the world title picture a lot. And I still can never let go of the fact that he ended up having to drop the universal title. And then he never really got like a match for it again. I think he had that one match against Brock Lesnar, but he was against yeah. Brock Lesnar. What the <laughs> fuck? Was, what, what is anyone expecting? <laughs> but this one was pretty good. I will give it to that. And honestly, keep him in NXT as long as you want to Honestly, until you're ready to make him a world champ on the main roster, you guys could keep him there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this match was crazy. I love Pete Dunne so much. I love Finn Balor, and it was just a match. I mean, it's a dream. It's like a dream match that I didn't know I wanted. Um, and it was just like really hard hitting. You always expect that with, with, with Pete Dunne, and then ba- this is one of ba- Balor's. Uh, yeah, hey, he had a lot of good takeover matches, honestly. But this is one of the, definitely one of the top ones up up there. Um, and that was a good match. I, there's no no reason I could complain. I would love to see Pete Dunn win, but I love fit, what Finn's doing right now too. So either way, it, it was going to be a good ending no matter what for me. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed this a lot. Yeah, this uh, that's the thing about just matches right now that Finn Balor's producing. They're good, <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's what happens when you put people on NXT. You know, like look at people like Tyler Breeze and Fandango. I haven't seen a match of theirs in a little bit since they've been back on to the brand but they were putting on good matches you know you can't really say they were putting on good matches on the main roster (laughs) uh on top of that like just nxt i feel is known for having good matches i don't know about storylines per se because i haven't paid attention enough since they went onto the usa network which I feel it's weird because I paid attention more when they were on the WWE Network than they are <laughs> on the USA Network, which makes it easier to watch. But at the same time, the Wednesday Night Wars, blah, 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 you know. Um, it's just great to see Finn Balor putting on some good fucking matches. He's meant for good matches. He came from New Japan, so obviously he could fucking wrestle. Um, and it's great to see what he has here. I don't know what's next for him because originally I was going to say, oh, they're going to do Adam Cole versus Finn Balor again because, you know, it looked like, because uh, after the match, I got to talk about this. So after the match, Oni Larkin and what's his face, Danny Birch or whatever you want to call him. I don't really remember his name, but the NXT tag team champs, they come out to fuck up Finn Balor. They're in that same unit with um, Mr. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Pete Dunn. I don't know why I was drawing <laughs> fucking blank, but him, Pete Dunn, they're kind of like a stable together. Also with Pat McAfee, who's kind of not been on TV since that match he had. Uh, but you know, undisputed error comes to save him, tries to be there for him. Next thing you know, uh, they're on top. You know, it looks like that Kyle Riley. He's trying to say, Hey, we want you here in undisputed era. They've been teasing this shit for a long time. And then it kind of finally looks like, you know, like, it looks like at least they're standing tall off each other, so maybe. But then next thing you know, Adam Cole hits Finn Balor with the fucking super kick. And then you're like, oh shit, like, okay, so clearly that's not going to happen. <laughs> but maybe we'll get Adam Cole versus Finn Balor again. Adam Cole probably will get the belt again because he's just 
been the best NXT champion since Finn Balor, to be honest. And next thing you know, Kyle Riley's like, what the fuck? Then he gets in, he eats a, a super kick. So we might get Adam Cole versus Kyle Riley probably at the NXT takeover that'll happen for Mania. Um, I don't know which, what will happen now with Mr. Finn Balor, but I'm very excited to see Adam Cole versus Kyle Riley because that was a feud on the Indies, especially in ROH, that went crazy. Like that's the their 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 match together is kind of what put them on the map into saying these guys can be something. Uh, it was back in like I want to say like 2013 when they had that match or 2014. Like it was funny because we were in like high school when they had that match against each other, and now look at them. I haven't seen this match. I haven't watched ROH, but yeah, uh, that turn that was like, that was like one of the surprises that. I didn't see this coming. Cause I, I I figured that you know Finn was just gonna join you you weed and they had like some friction at some point during like what was going on. But man, this I didn't I didn't think of all nights. I, that was like the one that that did not expect uh Cole to turn on turn on them. And that you know just that the element of shock was was nice to have. Um, and I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see where this field goes. I feel like uh I feel like this is gonna be. Adam Cole's feud out of NXT. Um, honestly, personally, I think that's that's where this is heading. And but I'm just excited to see how this is going to end up. Yeah, I uh, I'm very interested to see what happens here because, like, I remember as the show was ending, I was like, okay, Finn Balor, like he's you know walking out with the title, but I'm like, okay, like is where's the big like OMG moment? You know, was like. Eli Drake gonna come out and do something? Was somebody gonna debut or something like that? I was like hoping like there was gonna be something big coming out of this rather than it just being a regular NXT takeover. And then that's what happened, which people have been talking about. Adam Cole turning on him, which is the only thing I'm really interested to see what will develop on NXT tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, maybe this might be his way out of it. And honestly, they better not fumble the bag if they're gonna get him out of NXT and put him on the main roster because this guy is main roster caliber. You know, he should be fighting for world titles. He, you know, Bullet Club member, Bullet Club leader for a point, can fucking do it all. You know, Adam Cole was one of my favorite things on the indies when he was there. And now seeing him in NXT, he's had a great time there. He's been there since 2017. And (laughs) it's just like wild to think about that. And I saw something about people saying, I think it was Adam Cole. He was saying like, you know, NXT is like main brand. Like this is WWE type shit. And maybe he'll stay there, which is also fine with me too, just because good fucking matches. He won't get put under a rug. And the more and more WWE signs guys to NXT, the more options he has. So I'm just really interested to see what's going to come out of this. Not interested enough to fully sit down and watch all of NXT, but very interested <laughs> just to see what's going to lead up to it and, you know, the build going on to the takeover that'll happen before Mania. Or who knows? I mean, they do have two nights for Mania. It would be great if you shuffle around a couple of NXT matches on there. Maybe you get people to actually watch NXT on Wednesday night rather than always suffering in the fucking ratings, you know? <laughs> like in the fucking demos and all this shit. So maybe you put in those matches onto your Mania card. But they probably won't. Yeah. Uh, overall, pretty good takeover. Um, typical takeover, honestly. It's not like takeovers are bad, to be honest. They're not. They're just uh, it's what you expect. Really good wrestling. And uh, 
excited to see what's going to happen out of UE. Good thing I've only ever bought one UE shirt, so I don't have much to lose out of this. But, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, the best I could sum it all up. What do you think, uh, what are you looking forward to now coming into next week? We got the chamber happening this Sunday. Oh, wow. I forgot that's happening. <laughs> this has been, I feel like there's been like hype, but like no hype. <laughs> I don't know for me personally. It's like straight two weeks since the Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it is. It's like it came way too quick. But I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I love, I always love the in this, I always love the Limitless Chamber matches. So and I think the SmackDown one is going to be really, really fun. Yeah. What's interesting, like, I feel like before this pandemic, especially even last year, I felt there was a very big in-between time before Mania happened. Mm -hmm. And now we not only still have Elimination Chamber, which, you know, you would expect after Elimination Chamber, there wouldn't be anything else. And they would just keep building up until wrestlemania you know build it up on their main shows but we still got Fastlane, which is going to be a thing and it's going to happen on the peacock oh, yeah. uh, network so uh there won't be that much like away time per se before the next pay-per-view that goes into mania so who knows there's still options that things could change up i know it was in, it was in wrestlemania april i don't even fucking remember now Wish I could tell you, but I don't know. <laughs> WrestleMania is at 37, correct? Yeah, yes. Okay, so this will be happening April 10th and April 11th. Okay. So, yeah, if we're getting a pay-per-view now, then we'll probably get the next one on the 13th, which then gives us, maybe it'll be the 13th. Yeah, I would say the 13th, because then it gives us one, two, three, four whole weeks until Mania. So that's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna expect. Maybe did they already announce when Fastlane is actually happening? They might have already done that. Um. Yeah, March twenty first. Oh, so we're gonna have a whole three weeks then. Okay. Oh, until Mania. Yeah, from that, that point. That's 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 not a lot. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's not uh, your typical short amount that we normally get. I mean, long amount that we typically get. So interesting. It is. I, I, that makes me think that's. I mean, I, I figure some of the rivals that are going on right now might just transfer into Mania, like Sheamus and Andrew, for example. Yeah, that's the main one that I'm feeling like it's going to continue. And I, and we've both said it before, it could continue without the title. Yeah. So I'll be. Let's see where they go on from there. But besides that, I think that's our show. I think that's our show for now. We had to do one before AEW. Quade has to get some sleep for tomorrow because he got work. So I think what will happen is tomorrow, which is Thursday, when this episode is coming out, Quade and I will meet up again, and we're actually going to talk about our elimination chamber, like like our preview for it, I'll say it. And then we'll watch the first elimination chamber match. Either the first one or some in, or maybe something else. I don't know. Probably the first one. And we'll do a watch along with that. So if anyone's listening to this episode on Friday, you'll get another episode where you'll be able to hear our takes for Elimination Chamber. And then you'll be able to watch uh, the first Elimination Chamber match with us to, you know, celebrate the fact that Elimination Chamber is this Sunday. Can't wait. So be, I haven't seen the first Chamber match in a long time, so I'm looking forward to this. I actually saw it not too long ago, but I was like falling asleep anyway. So... <laughs> 
You know, it could be good. And you know what? I just remembered. There's one more thing I didn't tell you yet. So I saw today WWE is not picking up Carlito. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's a shame. That is a fucking shame. You know, Carlito basically said, like, you know what? I'll go. Oh, it's all right. You know, I'll go wherever, you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> damn, they could have fucking picked up Carlito. Look how big that dude is. That's, that sucks. I feel like he could have had, like, a nice little MVP run, you know? Work backstage, do, do his thing. He could have been a nice addition to the mid-card. That is, like, honestly... Not struggling, but it needs it needs some pick me up, especially on Raw. Um, you know, I would have been down to see Bobby Lashley versus Carlito. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Have Bobby Lashley lose to Carlito? They're both really fucking strong dudes. I know <laughs> Bobby Lashley's still probably stronger, but hey, Carlito kind of could use it. And then maybe we'll finally get Bobby Lashley with a world title run, which he still has yet to have in his career, besides having the ECW one, which doesn't count. But kind of counted a little bit for that time, which I kind of uh, uh, get, but it was for that time. Because that was when they kind of cared a little bit enough about that ECW. But then again, it didn't really amount to anything. Besides that, he's been uh, he's been TNA World Champion, which was really good for him during that time. But when it comes to the WWE, he's still not a World Champ or WWE Champ, which is just, it's, it's crazy. Didn't he, didn't, he, didn't he rectify that? That's the right word, ASAP. Like, I don't know what they're waiting for. Bobby versus Drew, this game, that that could be uh, that, that's a mania match. Come on, like that's, that's the two most protected guys on Raw right now. Just just do it, you know. So that is your episode for today. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you had some fun. Uh, we're trying to find out more ways just to make it more engaging and more interesting for you guys. We're going to find out more things to do. Uh, I'm telling you for next week's episode, we're going to make sure it is a very good one. I'm not saying this one wasn't bad, but it's I want more out of my episode for you guys. Um, come back tomorrow, uh, which is Friday, and we're going to do a watch-along for the Elimination Chamber match. So that's the first one. Uh, that happened, so that's about Survivor Series 2002, 2003, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so we're going to talk about that one, and we're going to do that one for you guys, and hopefully you like it. Um, yeah, with all that, as always, check us out on Instagram, at Project underscore Kayfabe. You can follow us also on Twitter and TikTok, at Project underscore Kayfabe. Uh, thank you guys again, and as always, take care, and spike your hair. Woo-woo-woo. <laughs>